Hello everyone, and welcome to this special birthday episode of the Pod Squad. Today, August the 16th, is UCAN's 15th birthday. My name's Rob, and we wanted to take a minute to celebrate the journey of UCAN, but also point out the message of the power of the arts in gaining confidence and real-life skills. UCAN set out to prove that having a visual impairment was no barrier to success. We now celebrate all the achievements of our members, such as making new friends, building relationships, facing new challenges, and living up to their potential. We also wanted to take this time to thank all our sponsors, funders and supporters. Your help has been crucial to enable UCAN to do the work it has done over the years. Shortly we'll hear from UCAN's own Danielle Brewster on her UCAN story, but first, here's co-opted UCAN board member Lloyd Coleman to tell us about where it all started in Sierra Leone. Good evening, everybody. We are the choir of the Milton Magai School for the Blind in Sierra Leone, and we welcome you to our Freedom Concert. Back in 2003, an extraordinary choir from Freetown, Sierra Leone, toured around the UK, spellbinding audiences everywhere they went, from Scotland down to Wales and all the way back to Westminster Abbey, where they performed in front of 2,000 guests. Accompanying the choir on their tour were Jane and Bernie Latham, who live in Cardiff. Bernie is a professional actor and director. Jane is an art development manager. So how did they get involved with the group? Um, a friend of ours asked us to go and volunteer in Sierra Leone in the Milton Margai School for the Blind. Um, this particular friend who um, was at that time uh, involved in the British High Commission in Sierra Leone um, rang us to say that the awful civil war had ended um, and that he'd found this wonderful four-part harmony choir. Um, and would um, Bernie and I like to go over and help organise bringing 35 of these young people back to the UK to do this 16-venue tour? Um, it was only when we'd agreed to do it did he actually tell us that they were all visually impaired. Bernie can tell us how the experience of working with the choir changed his worldview. That was the thing that kind of, for me, opened a door which I've kept open ever since and it kind of changed my whole attitude towards the arts by actually kind of physically working with disabled young people. And I'd never kind of given that a credence before, but having that opportunity to work just for a brief time with them and then bring um, 35 blind people over to the UK was a kind of a cathartic moment for me and it, it changed my attitude to how I view theatre and work. Shortly after the choir returned to Sierra Leone, Jane and Bernie decided they wanted to continue their work with visually impaired people in the UK and in 2005 they formally launched UCAN Productions, a cooperative organisation designed to provide access to the arts for young people with sight loss. 
As Jane explains, it all started on a much smaller scale. We contacted the RNIB. Um, luckily, Nicola Cruz of the RNIB, RNIB Camry had been a great help um, from the onset. She uh, suggested that they would find 12 young people in Cardiff. Um, and Bernie was set on running a series of um, uh, you know, sort of developmental workshops to see if he had the skills um, to teach visually impaired young people drama. Um, but equally importantly, and probably more important, whether or not the young people themselves enjoyed it. The young people certainly did enjoy it, and I would know, as I was one of the 12 lucky enough to take part in that pilot workshop at the age of 13. Another person there at the very start was my friend Marid. I can remember our first show because it was our kind of classic couple of workshops and then a show at the end of the week. And I can remember being, we were doing a kind of classic Bernie um, movement type piece to a piece of dramatic music. Um, and I can remember being like, it was kind of Frankenstein story. So I was the monster and people were bringing things to add to the monster to create this thing and I was the thing and I can just remember going oh yeah I'm enjoying I'm enjoying being the monster right now and being <laughs> the kind of centre of that little two-minute moment. The winning format of a series of school workshops leading up to a performance in front of family, friends and teachers remains the bedrock of what UCAN does from week to week. When a member first arrives, their ability or previous experience as an actor is irrelevant. Bernie and his team of UCAN trainers always know the way to bring the best out of any individual, even if they've never set foot on a stage. Often, a group might start with a simple game to break the ice, a bit like this one. OK, so we're going to start with Jojo. And then Have after Lena, it's my turn, and we'll go back to Jojo then, yeah? I'm really scared now. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Um, tomato. Oh. Olive. Olive, E. E Eggplant. Eggplant, brilliant. Tea. Tulip. Peanut. Peanut, tea, and Harrod. Tea. A. Tea, that's a drink of tea, so A, Leela. Apple. Apple, E. Egg. Easter eggs. <laughs> G. Jojo. Uh, <laughs> my favourite food. Oh, I can't remember what they called. Ten. Ten. Nine. Nine. Oh, eight. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Come to think of it, I never was very good at that game. Anyway, after those initial nerves have subsided, work begins on a series of pieces to put in the show for the family and friends at the end of the week. These can range from hilarious comedy sketches written by the participants themselves through to stunning choreographed movement pieces set to music. This is about a girl that danced. Her voice had disappeared. Grief stole it out of her mouth till all that was left were tears. So there it was, her body, her shell. She used it with her pain. To show how she felt deep inside, her gestures they tried to explain. Sometimes she was still, just to think, and the movement went on and on. 
Little did they understand her newfound lexicon. An extract there from The Lexicon, one of my all-time favourite pieces devised by UCAN trainer Alice Byrne. A common theme that runs throughout these workshops is the transformation these young people experience. Often shy, quiet children will grow in confidence, encouraged by the empowering act of performing on stage. When Sophie first joined UCAN, she was, by her own admission, a completely different person to the one she is today. The first time I came into contact with UCAN, like, I don't really think um, I got involved that much because I was quite scared, like I didn't know everybody and then after a while like I started to feel like I became part of the family but actually I do think the reason why I got more confident was because of you can, like otherwise I would never have been like sat here like talking now, like I would have been like, no, I'm running away from that. I would never have agreed to do an interview or something because, but you can have like sort of not forced me, but nicely pushed me like forward um, to do it, which is a good thing because it's helped me in so many things as well. Like I've been able to sing in front of people. Like I would have, I wouldn't have taken music or drama in school if it wasn't for you. Can I'd been like, no, I couldn't do that because I can't talk to people. Ah, yes, music making, another cornerstone of the you can experience for many of our members. Take Joseph Waits, for instance, who is fast turning into a superb drummer. Joe was one of our youngest members when he joined at the age of six, and he credits UCAN with helping him to develop his performing technique. UCAN really helped me with the performing side of it, because I could play, but UCAN has helped me to be able to perform it on stage or wherever I'm doing that with it, giving me the confidence to go and do that with all the shows and things that I've been doing. And the beauty of UCAN is that no matter what kind of music you enjoy, we are a very broad church. Marit, who you met earlier, often sings in Welsh. Mi of Amy, on the other hand, preferred writing her own raps. When she sees a butterfly, she can't help but smile. That little blue butterfly makes her life worthwhile. The bullies are waiting until she cries, but the girl tries to be strong just to get by. But what makes her happy after her fright is the butterfly that flies for the night. Or if classical music is more your thing, then you can be like Rachel, who now studies classical piano at the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama. Eleanor explains it really is 
up to you as a member of UCAN to decide what you want to get out of it. You can kind of mix and match what you take from it. So if you kind of arrive as a person who really likes music, you can focus on that. If you arrive as somebody who's um, a kind of a, a dancer, you can you can go and explore that. Or if you just want to meet other people and network and moan about how hard being VI is, <laughs> which I do quite a lot, um, you can also do that. John Sanders is a member of UCAN's board and, like me, has an eye condition called Nystagmus. He also works with the Nystagmus network. So he knows, as much as any of us, the additional challenges that face visually impaired people. I think there are so many. Um, there are practical ones, but there are also the social and emotional ones. And in many ways, they're probably bigger and much less well understood. Um, I think a lot of young people with a visual impairment feel isolated, feel lonely, feel they're the only one in the world, feel that nobody understands them. And to a degree that's often true, because nobody does understand what it's like for them not to see the world as others do. Um, they're given very little information themselves. So um, there's that. We also know um, the RNIB has published figures over many years that if you're visually impaired, your chances of getting a job when you grow up are hugely reduced. So if we know that prejudice still exists in our society, what evidence has John seen that proves UCAN is challenging those views? Well, I've seen that at first hand because the, the annual uh, UCAN festival in the, in the Wales Millennium Centre every summer uh, it's great. I go along there just to help out, you know, carry bags and stuff like that. But it's great to see the public walking through and saying what, and asking who's that on stage, what's going on. And you tell them, oh, it's UCAN Productions, it's a group of, uh, it's four visually impaired children and young people. And then they say, well, where are, the, where are the blind children? Where are the visually impaired children? And you say, they're up there on the stage. And you can see the look of disbelief on those people's faces because they, like so many, assume that, well, if you're visually impaired, you can't do this, you can't perform, you can't sing, you can't dance. And here are these young people proving that all those things are untrue, that you can with a little bit of um, encouragement and support. So it really is challenging people's stereotypes, people's misperceptions. Well, thanks to Lloyd and everyone else who took part in that feature. Next up is Danielle Brewster to tell us the effect that UCAN has had on her. Hi everyone, my name is Danielle, I'm 22, almost 23, and I'm from Devon. Um, I just thought I'd come and tell you my story and talk about really how UCAN has inspired me really, but also my actual journey that I've made um, through theatre and through my studies to become, hopefully, what I want to become in the future. Um, so. I am training in applied theatre, which, for anyone who doesn't know, is like theatre education or could lead to theatre therapy for people who've been through traumatic things and need theatre as a escape route <clears throat> or a communication route. Um, I really, really love theatre. I love helping people. And really, UCAN was what inspired me to realise that, you know, while an acting career probably isn't my 
best option for success and the most easy path forward, that there was still a way and a way that I actually would find more rewarding. Um, so I first heard of UCAN when I was 14. My support worker was um, at school, was really invested in looking into things and resources for me as a person. And I heard about UCAN and I was really gutted because I lived in Devon and I was like, how am I ever going to get involved with these people? Um, and fortune struck. Um, I started the Royal National College for the Blind in Hereford at 18 and they announced that as part of our extended diploma in performing arts, UCAN Theatre will be coming in to do a project on performance workshops, so like creating a piece of theatre. Um, and we had Alice from UCAN coming in once a week with our group and we made a big piece of theatre. And we did, um, I was there for three years, so I did three performances with UCAN and with the college. And uh, by the third year, for me, it was like almost a work placement and I was co-directing and kind of helping be a workshop leader or assistant. Um, and while doing that, I realised that I absolutely adore actually not necessarily just theatre, but teaching it and running drama games and ex exercises and helping people in the group who are a bit less comfortable being openly involved in theatre um, as I was. And I really found that so rewarding. And I was currently, you know, at college, as you do, working out what I want to do with my life. And I was like, I speak French, I could do that, or I could do history, or I could do a philosophy or something else. And I was like, well, I'd like to do drama. And I found out about a applied drama course in Swansea, in the University of Wales. Um, and I applied and got in and I was like, well, now I'm really happy because I love what I've seen you can do. I've been involved in their project abroad in Sicily and working with UCAN when they came to the college. And I was just so inspired to do the same, to walk the same pathway and be able to help people my own way. And I was so happy when I got in there uh, and I started there in 2018 after leaving college. Um, and I had some ups and downs. The course was fantastic. The teachers were fantastic. They were really supportive and encouraging of me going for my dreams of working with people through theatre. Um, however, for me, um, after being in a small town in Devon, Swans and then a nice college environment in Hereford, living in a, in a small city in Swansea where um, there were roadworks a lot and I had to get rely on taxis and um, there weren't a huge amount of groups I could tap into that I found out about and I was really struggling and I kind of had a bit of a moment of thinking what am I doing, how am I going to keep doing this dream of mine but also live a rewarding life where I can go out about my own and have my own independence and my own freedom and I was kind of thought okay I need to consider another option and luckily last summer in the height of a bit of a moment of complete panic about how I'm going to carry on for two years somewhere where I can't really comfortably leave my house without encountering a pothole or getting around with issues. Um, I applied to different things. I thought, well, I may as well try um, and see if there's another option for me, which is terrifying, because, you know, 
at college, I've been planning on going to uni in Wales for two years, and I changed it all around in what was two months. And I ended up getting my first choice offer at Birmingham City University's Royal Birmingham Conservatoire studying applied theatre. And I moved in in September and I fell in love with it. I loved the course, although I do miss my friends back at Swansea, my old class. Um, the teachers were also brilliant, although, again, I really miss other people I've been working with in previous places. But also, as well as my theatre, I was able to go to the theatre on my own through taxis. I was able to get around more. I was able to go and see my friends more and have a much more independent and fulfilling life. And I really find that I know now that I can achieve what I want to achieve through theatre and through working with people in the community. And through lockdown, I had to come home because of the situation, which was a huge setback. But luckily, I've managed to stay in touch with UCAN and get involved with some projects with, with UCAN, as well as some performances virtually with uni. We did a big audio performance called Ward 4A, which was ironically about a kind of pandemic-like situation, which is um, probably not the right timing for that sort of thing. And I'm now applying to an internship, which is about research and storytelling in the LGBT community with history of um, those communities. And hopefully starting back to uni in about a month's time with my second year ahead of me. So I'm really happy that those dreams of mine, with all my effort of trying to get there and with all those amazing influences I've had, that soon that dream of not only acting but supporting other people will finally get there. So one thing I'll say to you is just go with your heart if you have a dream, if you want to make it happen. Just do all you can to get there. And sometimes those dreams come with challenges and hurdles to get over. Maybe the dream won't be in the form that you think it's going to be. You know, at probably 12, I wanted to be a famous actress. But now I know that I can be a theatre teacher and practitioner and workshop leader. And that's even more of a dream to me now. So hopefully you enjoyed the podcast and just keep going for your dreams. Cheers, Danielle. Finally, here's a short selection of the voices of others who have taken part in the UCAN journey. Recognise anyone? After I sort of joined UCAN, I sort of realised that school was really just a small part of me. You can just meet so many people that are like you and that have similar interests for you of you. Also, I think as well, especially when people have visual impairments, there might be things that people struggle with, but other people with experience with those struggles can sometimes give advice to those people, which I guess is quite a, a good thing as well. She has grown in confidence beyond all expectation by being a member of UCAN. Um, she was quite a lonely young girl when she joined. There seems to be a barrier where people will be friends with you in school and the minute you step out, outside the school gates, um, people don't want to know. You can change that completely. And she's had a friendship group ever since. It gives me a chance to do something different than any normal person can. Obviously, they can go to a, a normal drama lesson, but this club, it's just so much fun. And you don't also just learn drama, you can learn like life lessons along with the drama as well. 
Whenever I discuss UCAN, I get very emotional. It has given them so many things that as individual visually impaired people, they would not have got anywhere. Those independent, self-confident adults, they wouldn't be there without UCAN. To witness them when they put on their performances, it is one of the most emotional experiences. Uh, there you go. I like UCAN because I have made loads of friends and I can just act and I can just have fun with my friends. And I don't feel like left out because all the people like me with visual impairment. It's not just a performance company. It's not just an information and advice and training organisation. Raising awareness to different organisations, whether it's people in the education system, people in the health system, businesses, arts organisations. There's these permanent crossovers that means that everybody has heard about them and what they're doing is really, really important. I love UCAN. It's the best part of my week, learning drama and seeing my friends. Although I'm a little bit cautious about segregating young people, particularly when they've got disabilities or are not seen to have the same ability as others. I think it allows them to gain more confidence so that they can then go on to take more active parts in mainstream events. You can was really great. I wish I could come here every day. It's just really nice to be here. I just want to come here every single day. That's all we've got time for in this episode of the Pod Squad. But next week... We're going international, baby. We lined up the time zones and we had a little chat to our American friends from CRE Outreach in LA. We talked to them about the time they came all the way to Wales to take part in a powerful and specially commissioned play called Palais de Dance. Let's just say lives were changed in the process. So, we'll see you next week. And please don't hesitate to get in touch by emailing podsquad at youcanproductions.org. Podsquad at youcanproductions.org. Ciao for now.